0: Well hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me today. Always a pleasure to have you with me uh, do you know where everything is these days everything's online that's the name of the company of my next guest Craig Maloney everything online LLC and we're going to talk about integrated digital marketing which you know you may say you know I'm too old to learn about this stuff well just Hold on. Hold on. Let Craig tell you all about this stuff. Grab a pen and a pad of paper, take some notes, and listen as we learn about integrated digital marketing. Craig, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Bill.
0: Hey, Craig, uh, before we get into this topic of integrated digital marketing, um, to give us to give our listeners a little sense of, of who you are, uh, what your background is, and how you started Everything Online, LLC.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um well, the, the company started roughly nine, ten years ago, but it it came out of um, kind of an issue we were seeing uh, you know, in the in the last big recession when I was working in pay-per-click um, marketing, is that mm-hmm. people businesses were they were hiring they knew they had to do something on the internet to go build their business and they were hiring different people and these people were not talking. They were hiring multiple vendors, and everyone had a different agenda and a different way to measure success. And in the end, it really wasn't driving the core business goals. And then businesses would constantly fire one uh, vendor and and go to another, and they would jump around, and and just they could never really figure out how to how to make it work. So uh, the business kind of jumped out of there when we saw that there was a need for businesses who really needed someone who can come in and understand how to apply to standard. Business goals to the new digital practices and tactics that were out in the world.
0: It makes sense, but you know there there was this learning curve, and I, for some pre- people, there probably still is. It's like I understand if I spend, <clears throat> excuse me, X dollars on well, you know what used to be the yellow pages or on a billboard or on something else that I expect to get a certain number of. Of uh, inquiries that turn into calls that turn into sales and and now here I am um, uh, trying to get people to click you know to like me and to follow me and to uh, get engaged with me and i I just i don 't understand the currency of a click yeah
1: you know that's this is always one of my favorite conversations to have because you, it's really it 's actually simpler than most people truly understand because. You know, okay, you use the, the Yellow Pages. When people used to sign up for the Yellow Pages, every business was named AAA whatever, Tocha <laughs> Right. Or right, or something like that. And that's how you had to game the Yellow Pages, just be the first guy. Because everyone knew that if, if, you, if a customer made it to the Yellow Pages, they had no brand loyalty. They would just pick the first person, start dialing, and then whoever would give them the right price or, or help them with a solution was the yep. person they were cho- chosen. And, and, but what, what pay-per-click did and and Google did on this is that they kind of, um, they turned that on its head and instead of it being alphabetical, it, you know, in the beginning brands were able to just kind of, uh, really target on very, very specific keywords. And then they knew that if they show up for my town plumber, for example, whatever, like Uh people are going to do the same thing. Um, but then it got more complicated, and it continues to get more complicated. Um, really, it's driven by people like me back in the day figuring out how to game the, the Google algorithm and how their systems work. And, and what happened is that Google had to figure out, how do we figure out who the real people are that can help our customers, or the people who come to Google in the first place, uh, find a better solution or a better service or a better product, and at that point, Google started making a lot of changes, and they really started putting um, – they started trying to figure out how to measure the real-life value of everyday brands in our everyday life and then applying it to their system and their advertising systems. And then things just kind of scaled up from there. Um, you know, it's, it's but an what
0: interesting t- point that you make there that, that um, uh, you know, as we as consumers and as, as users uh, were learning – so were the uh you know nobody knew how this was all going to work. It sounds like you know so everything was evolving um the 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 platform providers as well as the the users of the platform right
1: oh yeah, and it 's going on even more today um it's I mean oh gosh, I forgot the 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 indice, but there was something where it 's like uh for web marketers. And 10 years ago, there was really – someone made a map, and it was like, wow, there's 200 channels out there where we can advertise on the Internet. And now that same map has grown to, like, 7,000. And it's like you oh have my all these different channels yeah. over all the different devices and so many different ways. It's just – it's getting the whole industry. That's what's really cool about it. And, and it actually is some of the advantage of a small, for small businesses and medium-sized businesses is that it still is the wild, wild west. Our industry is changing every yep. three months. There's a new technology. There's a new. There's a new something, and we even started adapting a mentality inside our own companies, like that. There's no such thing as an expert anymore. There's just people who are pushing the envelope today, and we're all learning. And um, going back to this, like that's where most businesses. we said, you know, the original question, like, how do you evaluate the value of a click? It's really about, you know, how can you find value to your, you know, present value to your customers. And then how how do you track that back into, you know, your bottom line numbers? And it's, and and small businesses have a great advantage just because they can be creative. They can be nimble. They can pivot quickly where a lot of other people can't. And we're given such great data about everything that's going on that we can make good decisions with creativity.
0: Well, I like what you're saying. And, you know, what, what dawns on me is that it's, it used to be i think the the idea was yeah there's only 200 channels so you really want a high quantity of clicks but now it's more important to find the channel where people are that are in that are customers for your for your what you're marketing and it's not so much how many clicks you get but who's clicking
1: 100% and it even goes a little bit farther than that it's okay you'll hear marketers say and it's, it's talk about the consumer buying journey um, and Mm -hmm. talk about like the stages of how we make decisions. And that's where, you know, this is where it gets very complicated and overwhelming, but also very interesting because it's, you can make an, you can make, you can influence someone on Facebook, for example, so that they make a decision on Google a month later. And that, you know, uh, comes down to a sale. And there are these steps that we all take to make, to figure out who to decide who we can trust on the internet, you know, consumers have grown up. You now have this new group of, of Americans who grew up with the internet and they know how to, how the bamboozle scams have happened. And they're very, yeah. they want to learn how to buy and they want to buy smarter and they don't want to waste their time. And so then marketers have to adapt to that and meet the consumer where they are. And I think, you know, the biggest change from coming from like a yellow pages now is that you know before marketers didn't have to adapt to their customers. Now marketers really need to adapt to their customers' lives and put their brands in the path of where their customers live, and and really kind of assimilate to their customers as opposed to customers assimilating to a brand.
0: Well, and you said something else that blows me away, which is uh, you know I'm a I'm a late stage baby boomer. Okay, so forgive me, but uh, when I grew up, we had ABC and NBC and CBS, and they didn't integrate with each other. They were silos unto themselves, and that's, that's the way it was, <laughs> and we liked it. <laughs> and now, now we're talking about this. What you just mentioned is, well, you could do something on Facebook, and it's going to show up. They're going to be trying to get you to buy something on Google or Amazon or some other channel at some point down the road. So there, there's integrated search marketing. So, so let's talk about that. What is integrated search marketing?
1: Um, without boring your audience with all of the incredible details that go with it, it's really, it's, it's about identifying a consumer segment and then identifying okay. what these people do to make a decision for a specific product. So good example, one of my clients makes lunch bags and how we market to, and we, we found that the, the biggest consumer of these products are children, obviously, but it's the, it's the mother who's making the purchase. And, mm-hmm. but it's, we have been able to track that if we influence grandmothers on certain areas, they then influence the daughter to make a purchase at a different time. Or if we want to just go into in a in target into just moms directly, we have to go a different path. And so it'll be such as like the, the demographic on Facebook these days is usually about 35 to 60 versus the demographic on Instagram is going to be a little bit younger. So, Knowing that, we have to look at, like, okay, who is the consumer? Who are we really trying to target? Who are we going to market to? And then you find the platforms where these people are. And then you have to provide them something that's interesting and breaks through all the noise. And usually those those advertisements are different. So we try and influence people so that when they come to a buying decision on Amazon or Google, they've already they've already been introduced to that brand. So the idea is that they've already – they're already over the hump that they can trust you a little bit. And once they get these buying decisions, they're then buying on a a brand equity level. And really that's kind of what integrated digital marketing is about is kind of uniting all these channels so that you get, you receive the lowest cost per action on each of these steps to generate a new customer.
0: And and obviously this has all been happening behind the scenes where these brands have agreed to somehow cooperate and, and integrate together in some way or shape or form. Is that right?
1: Well, I don't know if that's the right interpretation. As much as it's kind of like as a marketer, I have to I have to look at each of my customers in their life cycle. And it's not really about my you know, the individual brands integrating, it's about me being a pilot of my my clients advertising and then putting, you know, depending on where they're gonna go, making sure that each of the their efforts on on facebook on instagram on on linkedin on youtube on google on bing on on amazon that people are going to see the same kind of message there's no confusion there's a little bit it's you know we know how to build trust amongst all of them and and as people go through these different paths uh of steps to learn about new products and which products to trust and which products to to, then to really tell their friends about um you know it, it 's organizing those yeah. paths so it's not really the brands getting together it 's me as the the marketer navigating these these things for each consumer segment that my clients want to target
0: making sure you show up in, in different areas hey could, maybe you know the answer to this, um, and maybe you don 't i don 't want to put you on the spot, but how many different platforms that we're like we 're talking about might we expect a consumer to to find themselves on on a daily or weekly basis these days? Do you know, the, do you know <sighs> what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, that's a little hard to, to answer, and I'd probably just be good. Um, as far as what we all do on on a daily basis, like I have seven apps on my, own, my phone that I check every morning before 10 okay. in the morning, I know. But I would say if um, – How's about I say? In I know in the B two B world, for example, we often see about seven to twelve what we call non branded searches before someone does a branded search. Meaning that consumers go out and shop for a product seven times before yeah. they say, okay,
0: but this is the group of what of it is, not not, not who makes them. it, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they then they do about five or six searches in, in the inside the brand. So it's more about, it's if you think about it, touch points, you used to say like in cold calling sales, you know, you need seven touches to get a customer. You're, you're really looking at seven to 12 before someone is even willing to engage with you on a, on a, a trusted level. So, and then you have the, the secondary sales process. Does that make a little bit more sense?
0: Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And, um, I'm just thinking like, you know, a lot of people might see it on, they might look on like, for instance, a Facebook and then a Twitter or then a LinkedIn, and then they might go over and see it, the the same brand on TV, or they might see it in a a print media. There's just so many ways you can find these messages. And from what you're saying is, uh, you know, is if you, your brand needs to be friendly and show up in the same way at these different areas because you never know which one they're going to click on next. Is that right?
1: 100%. And, and that's really the thing is that, you know, again, going back to the original part, it used to be that advertisers and brands could just push their messages through a few different channels. And it was simple. It was like, take, you know, this is what we got. You got three options kind of thing. Whereas now consumers have the ability to shop and research among thousands and you just never know when that consumer is going to show up at that, that one stage. And, and I always talk about it in terms of fishing where it's kind of like, we know there's fish in there, but like, Hey, do the salmon bite on this better in the morning and this better in the afternoon. And you just yeah. don't know as a consumer what they really want. And, and, but the cool thing is, so taking, this sounds all very confusing, obviously. And I'm, I'm sure some people may be overwhelmed by it, but the thing is, what's different is that we can track all these different steps. And if you advertise for a little bit, for a few months, you know, you start seeing patterns of data just emerge. And I think that's really the cool thing about this is that, you know, there used to be, you know, that saying uh, in marketing, it's like, I know that 50% of my marketing budget's uh, wasted, but I just don't know which 50%. And, (laughs) you know, the the advantage to digital is that, you know, if you, if you're able to put your best foot forward on all these different platforms, your consumers will tell you. They just tell you, like, hey, I like this, I like that. And that's the social contract we have with the internet where it's like everything's free, but we get to see what you're doing. And uh, for a marketer, it's just about, you, know, you think about where these steps of what people t- do, you put your best foot forward on those platforms and the platforms want to tell you data because they want you to come back anyway. And that's how, as a business, you can get rid of all the excess stuff that's not generating revenue for your business.
0: That's great. Uh, and, you know, w- with so much going on, it's, it's uh, obviously it's important. You reminded me of, uh, I went fly fishing in Montana, right? And I had a guide that's- and he had a box of flies that he opened up and there must have been 500 flies in this one box. And I said, how do you know which one to choose at the right time? And, and he said, uh, this is just box one. And he pointed to four other boxes of flies. He said, <laughs> you have to think like the fish, you know, and <laughs> now it, with, yep. without that, you know, if you, if you didn't have that guide, that person who knew the marketplace and the market and these 7,000 channels and what they do and how they relate to consumers, you could, you could probably waste a lot of time and money in a hurry, I would imagine.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that. That's definitely, you know, that's why people hire agencies. It's it's really not that what what we do is impossible to understand. It's more that for the average business, dedicating that level of resources to monitoring and, and just kind of like dive into the numbers and consume it and watch it and really know and live it and breathe it, it's, it's just almost they just can't run their business right. and do it. And, right back, and that, back to the guide. That,
0: he's on the river every day, um, you know all, all day yeah. long. he knows that he's, he's watching and learning and, and building up cumulative knowledge every day. Seven thousand channels. you know I've seen, I've seen like uh, pages on the internet that show maybe a, a hundred you know, logos for different types of channels. On, and I'm thinking to myself, who the heck uses all of these different things? But on the other hand, I've heard people that said, you know, if you had a podcast uh about knitting left-handed with purple thread you have a worldwide audience you'll find listeners
1: and that's so that's what it boils numbers. down to yeah yeah numbers came. how many there's what 8 8 billion people how many i mean I, we probably have more i mean just the, the numbers are just staggering and for the average business you know uh, having a hundred thousand customers, having 10, you know, a thousand customers. Me as a, you know, my, our agency, we, we usually try and keep our, our book of business small. We only want to work with like 20 to 30 people at a time. So it's just, you think about the numbers of it all. It's That's where the advantages are. And that's, that's where this all comes in. And, and, you know, as we were talking before, maybe add a little more light to this is that if you can really think about the steps of who are the left-handed knitters, who wear you know purple knitters (laughs) where are they in this world what are they doing where do they go after they've knit whatever they've done
0: and then reverse
1: engineering their their life a little bit and what's valuable to them what's important to them you know the channels where they're going to be um they open up and even just like fishing this is like oh they're a saltwater fish or freshwater fish they like running water they like deep cold water they like you know and and you can and you can start, a you know, you can put your, you can guess first, okay? That's kind of what it comes down to. You can guess where these people are just through general intuition, but then it's the data that comes out of these systems that helps you really refine where you need to put your effort for the maximum return.
0: So, listeners, you can tell when you're talking or you're listening to someone who knows what the heck they're talking about. Uh, Craig, you, you do a great job explaining this uh, very complex topic to a lot of people. You know, To some it's second nature, but to a lot of my listeners it's, it's not. Um, what's a first step towards working with you?
1: Well, really it's defining success. There's no point in anyone ever hiring an agency if they really don't know what they need to do. Um, that's, you know, I, I often hear people say, I know I need a market, but how do I do this? It's like, well, okay, who are your customers? You know, you, you kind of need to have a sense of, of success. What is that going to be for my business? Who do I want to engage with? Those kinds of things. If you don't have that, it's hard to evaluate who, who could bring you value. Um, and also when you don't know that your agency has to figure it out and that takes us tons more time to, you know, that billable hours to help you figure these things out. So I always recommend people understand that. The second one is you really need to understand your numbers before you have a conversation with an agency, meaning let's say you want to, you're, you need leads. Okay. So you need to say, okay, I know that I need 10 leads to close three appointments. Out of those three appointments, I'm going to get one sale. And so then you can go apply that to your, your advertising systems and and say, okay, well, how, how many people do I need to get in front of to get one lead? It's like, okay, you get one lead out of every 10 people you touch. So it takes 100 touches to get 10 leads to get three appointments to get one sale. And understanding that when you can present a marketing agency with that information, we're then able as the guide to reverse engineer that quickly and say, okay, cool. We understand your budgets. We understand this. We can set up advertising systems that result in this – that create this result. And if you know that as a business, now you have a measuring stick. You can evaluate Mm -hmm. someone's value proposition coming back to you. You can evaluate the budget. Then at that point, in some ways, uh, you know, money in a way doesn't matter as much because if you have your numbers correct and you know it's like, hey, if I generate a lead at $35, um, I am going to hit these numbers and then I will hit my revenue. And then when you get... You know, when you when you go back, you look at how much you spend on media or what you spend in different places. It almost doesn't matter because the end result for your business is the profitability you just generated. Right, right, makes sense. It makes sense. No,
0: you know, so uh, uh, define your success and know your numbers. And w- with that kind of information, then you can start. Um, looking at what the opportunities are and and come up with some kind of an idea or proposal. Once you understand more about the business, it sounds like, does it start with a basically, you know, if they know that information, should they just give you a call or, or shoot you an email or what's the best? How do you like to get started with people?
1: Uh, Phone call, email are always great. I am, uh, I love to work and I love to talk about new products. And then usually when I hear something like this, I get excited and I ask people to go uh, Starbucks with me and get, get a grande pike and uh, nerd out about their business a little bit and understand like, okay, if you know these numbers, now we can talk brass tacks, like, okay, who are your consumers? What's going to make them buy? Okay. We can, and you can get into these really cool things and and let your creativity flow. Um, But until you get those things, it takes a little bit, you know, that conversation kind of stalls and Peter, you know, it it puts around. So, as soon as you get that, that's when you can have a great conversation with someone and see if you can really help them achieve their goals. Well,
0: don't, don't, don't uh, BS me now. I know you know a better place than Starbucks. You took me to it. It's, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> it, gets the, the, it gets the ideas, <laughs> Bodie Leaf, it gets the ideas flowing. I'll tell you, that's some good coffee. Um, so, Craig, what's the best number for people to give you a phone call
1: at? Well, our, our standard 800, 800 362 1084 800. 362 1084 is a fantastic way to contact us.
0: And your website, I notice is everythingonlinesem. Everythingonlinesem.com, is that right?
1: Yes, and the SEM stands for search engine marketing. So it uh, okay. it gets a little tricky with saying, you know, three uh, an acronym at the end of two full words, but everythingonlinesem.com.
0: Or heck, just go on uh, LinkedIn and, and type in Craig Maloney. You'll find him. Uh, and again, just don't send him a fax. That's outdated. Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> uh, Craig, you're, uh, yeah. great great tips, ideas, and uh, precautions for our listeners. I really learned a lot. I took a whole bunch of notes here. And I would uh, implore you to please come back soon and let's get deeper into some of these topics because we just barely scratched the surface today. But I really want to thank you for joining me. I'd love to do a